From Capybara Media, this is You're Gonna Be Great, the self-care podcast that supports you through life's ups and downs with mental health and wellness tips from experts. Here's your host, Emmy Evans. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are chatting with Maggie Sandak, and she is a children's therapist. And welcome, Maggie. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your practice and your background? Yeah, hi. I am a LCSW licensed clinical social worker working with young children, families, um, and adolescents, adults as well. I started my education studying human development and early childhood education. Um, But since then, I realized I wanted to work more closely with the families that I was connecting to, and I got my master's in social work. I did a fair amount of my training at the Children's Center in Salt Lake City, working with uh, young children and families, a lot of trauma and anxiety, depression, and some behavioral challenges as well. And since having my own little one, I decided to open my own private practice and expand to sort of across the lifespan of clientele. Amazing. I love that. Um, Before we jump in, curious, how do you feel being a therapist helps you as a mom? Like, are you able to implement that in the same way? Like, I'm always curious about that. It's like fascinating to me. (laughs) I think, you know, um, I... I'm really grateful for my education and understanding of young children. Um, sometimes I feel like, oh my goodness, I wish I didn't know all of this. <laughs> but I think it's really been a cool thing to to be, um, let's say, for example, like when I was at the Children's Center, I wasn't a mother and um, felt like I gained a lot of knowledge, even just from my clients. and then moving into motherhood myself, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> you know? so, um, I love yeah, that. I, I think it's been a journey for sure, as most things are. For sure. I, lo- I love that. It's a great answer. Um, okay. <laughs> now that I've asked my personal question, let's jump in. Um, so what I want to talk about today is the pandemic, COVID-19, and, you know, people are really stressed out right now. Parents are home with their children. Their children are out of school. This is a very anxious time globally. Um, So let's talk about what parents can do to help their kids through this. Um, Starting with, you know, what are the symptoms of anxiety in children or stress or depression even? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's really important to know the signs. First and foremost, trusting your gut, though. Like, if you're feeling like this is hard, and I mean, motherhood and parenthood is hard generally, but if you're feeling like something's off, listen to that and reach out for support. Um, General symptoms of anxiety in children, you're going to see either restlessness maybe some hyperactivity or fatigue, irritability, intense emotional outbursts lasting um, longer than a a typical temper tantrum, 
some distractibility, difficulties concentrating, sleep difficulties, and then more somatic symptoms like muscle tension or complaining of headaches or stomach aches, looking into that and, and yeah, just kind of being aware that those things are happening. Um, sometimes parents will say, oh my gosh, my child is having a hard time focusing, they're really active, maybe I should be concerned about something like perhaps ADHD or a more behavioral diagnosis, but um, these things can look really similar sometimes, and, and especially during this time of crisis and chaos, thinking about our surroundings and understanding that um, when we get stressed it's hard to it's hard to stay focused right and we don't want to start to treat a behavioral um, difficulty or sorry we don't want to to treat an emotional disturbance with behavioral interventions that way there's mm -hmm. some crossover but being thoughtful about kind of this is a really hard time for our kids right and um, and sometimes as opposed to going behavioral and uh you know in a, in a disciplinary way really mm -hmm. slowing down and getting on their level and identifying for them that it's, it's something that's going on emotionally great yeah that's great okay i was going i'm glad that you um added longer than a normal tantrum because my next question was going to be like I have a toddler so how, they seem crazy all the time to me like Leo is a lovely child but he's also you know full force like I'm my own person don't tell me what to do right now right. Um, and so I was like wait what does that even look like like uh -huh. so I'm glad that you added and and a lot of this too is more than normal right like you know your own kid, right. so it's base, basing it off of that, right? How your, your own child already is, and if they're doing things like abnormal for them. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's okay. what I would say is just you're, you're tuned into your, your kiddos and um, trusting your gut that like, something's off. This is, this is more than what we're used to. Okay, yeah, because I spent a lot of, I don't know, you probably didn't because you are in this profession, but I spent a lot of time with, you know, like the beginning days of motherhood, like Googling what is normal and then <laughs> just realizing that that's not a thing, like, because there is no normal. Every kid is like so different, you right. know, and then it took me a long time and my pediatrician repeatedly saying like, there is no real normal, like you just yeah. know your own kid and so base it off of that. Um, so I thought that was really helpful. And most people probably know this. I'm a new mom. I don't know jack crap. Um, <laughs> maybe there's some new parents out there who also, you know, are learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So once you've identified whether or not your child is struggling, how do you talk with a kid about something like this? Like, how do you talk to children about something as scary as a pandemic and like all of these new changes without, you know, traumatizing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, I think it's really important actually that you say that without traumatizing them, right? Um, or really um, stressing them out that 
we first want to just be thoughtful about exposure and what are they hearing? How often is the news on? Um, how are we responding to it? You know, where are our kids when we're on the phone freaking out to our friends, right, and our families? Um, so being thoughtful about what your kids are exposed to um, inside and outside of the home. So while school was in session, kids talk, people are talking, they're hearing things that may or not may or may not be true. Um, so, you know, I think it's really important that you're answering their questions as honestly and thoughtfully as you can and correcting misinformation that they might be hearing. Um, but being age appropriate, so, you know, you're going to give them the, the right answers and the, the honest answers, but we don't need to expand into this space of like, and we're really worried and we can't do this and this and this and this because, oh my God, what if one of us dies? <laughs> you know, we yeah. need to be really like, increasing their anxiety we want to just um, be the, that bigger wiser holding space for them to make sense of things right yeah that makes sense and um basically don't talk to your children the way that my mother did <laughs> she, was, she was a huge fan of honesty is the best policy even if you're four so i was like blown away by like it, you know, her honesty, and then would go to preschool and tell everyone, I'm like, I know where babies come from. Like, I was that kid. So, yes, noted. Um, Yeah, I I mean, and like, again, honesty, great. Um, In what capacity? Let's be thoughtful. (laughs) Right. I love that. And, And that's also like, when you were talking about things they're hearing, you're also referring I would assume to like what you're saying to other people, like on the phone and FaceTime, or if you're in house party with like your friends and family right. house parties, like a video social app, mm-hmm. um, like, right. Like, because kids are always listening. I mean, they they're pretend like they're not sometimes, but they're like, they're tuned in. I mean, my 14 month old is like parroting me from the other room. So I know totally. he's constantly to, like locked into what I'm doing <laughs> and saying, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think also that like, because sometimes we do, and sometimes they're like, well, should I be worried? Right. And we can't be perfect all the time. This happens. Um, and so, I mean, being gentle on yourself that you're not, you know, you can, you can kind of veer off course sometimes, right? You're only human. But reminding them that they're safe is important and that we know how to help ourselves stay safe and each other and we are healthy. Um, We're still doing things to keep ourselves healthy. Like our lives don't completely stop because this is happening, right? Okay. And so Maggie, like once we've talked to our kids, um, what do how where do we go from there like how do we help them through their anxiety or any you know stress they might be feeling and and how do we take care of ourselves you know parents self-care is so important because you know the way that we feel rubs off so strongly on our kids so how are we taking care of ourselves and taking care of them yeah, good question. So I think the first thing that usually goes out the window when we are feeling 
it, like we're in crisis or chaos is around us is typically consistent routines and family rituals. Those things, you know, sometimes slip away from us. So I think the first thing that I would recommend is that you keep routines consistent and predictable as best you can. Now, obviously, we're not going to be able to um, go have playdates or go to the museum or do some of these things that kind of keep us experiencing these real, this, this joy. But, you know, morning routine, meal times, bedtimes, quiet play, physical activity, music and movement, these things are really important. And they keep us on track as parents, but also our kids. It's really important that they know what comes next still and that when things are stressful, I can handle this. I know what to predict, right? So um, you talk about self-care and I, I agree. I think that's absolutely um, critical and it's hard. It's so hard mm -hmm. to, as a mother, go from saying, okay, um, now I am working from home if you're a working parent. I, I'm trying to juggle my partner and I working together from home while keeping the kids busy. They're now doing school at home. Um, thinking about like cultural or spiritual beliefs, you know, we, church is closed. Things that are really um, helpful and we're all just, we're all thrown off, right? So I would say um, communication, making time the best that you can, for yourself, um, whether that means, okay, we're going on a walk together around the block or, um, you know, bath time after the kids are down and you give yourself a break, journaling, meditating, doing something, anything that you can to just ground yourself back to your roots, right? Who am I? outside of a mother and a teacher and a partner mm -hmm. and a doctor and all of these things now, I'm also a human. So again, just being gentle on yourself and that like you do deserve a break even if it's just a few minutes, right? Um, yeah. And then integrating into your routine. So getting outside, creating art together, having like Friday movie night and popcorn, these family rituals, and even meals like Taco Tuesday, Muffin Monday, <laughs> right? Like getting things really um, on, on track that you can maybe cook together or mm -hmm. put some music on and just move your body and dance or teach your kiddos how to do some basic yoga stretches or obstacle courses in the backyard. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah. I, I, um, I've been working with Leo on yoga and it works against me because I taught him <laughs> big stretch to do a backbend. And so now if you accidentally say stretch in a conversation, he just flings himself backward in the middle of the room. <laughs> so we have to say the word or we have to dive and catch him. And I'm just, <laughs> yoga is not working for us right now. Um, that's awesome but I, I love all of these suggestions and, and going back to like the journaling and stuff I think sometimes 
as working professionals or parents, you know, our lives are busy and right now even more chaotic than usual. Um, we think when we think of like journaling and stuff, we tend to think of like, you have to like sit down and like write 17 pages in like your <laughs> grateful journal. And really what I've learned just over the years of it can be like flip open your freaking phone and type three things you're grateful in, you're grateful yeah. for into your notepad and write a paragraph about, you know, how you're feeling and your day and, and that's enough, you know, and you can literally do that like while your kid is having their snack or, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have kids, you know, you can do that, you know, while you're peeing. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes, it's fun. You can squeeze it in somehow. Like it can yeah. happen. And I think that just making it really simple makes it feel easier and more, more accessible. I, I, I remember when my friends and I were journaling together, some of them you know, stopped because they were like, well, I don't have time to make it pretty and I don't have time for large entries. And like, just don't, just don't. Like if you can only write three words down, like you're good. Yeah. And, and you know what, if you are feeling like, I, I, I hear you, I see like all the moms and dads out there that are like, no, I simply just don't get a minute to myself. And by the time I do, I'm like, not going to journal. I'm going to lay down and fall yeah, asleep absolutely. that like I totally get that too so maybe even around the dinner table or at lunchtime saying okay let's talk about the best and worst parts of our day and what are we great and two or three things that we're each grateful for right mm -hmm. and even our nonverbal kiddos that they are hearing us and taking this in and feeling our feels right so even just um speaking to them like I am so grateful for you today that we got to hold hands and skip around in a circle and listen to some music and it was silly and then oh man remember when you bonked your head right there that hurt right like just integrating it into your day I love that Maggie I'm gonna try that tonight actually no <laughs> okay and so like We've talked about, you know, identifying anxiety, how to talk to your kids about it, how to take you know, up your self-care and your children's self-care right now. Um, but what do you do if your kid's really struggling? Like, what if your kid is extremely anxious and like, you know, older kids, you know, 10 years old, they have access to the internet. Mm -hmm. you know, for example. And so even if you're really monitoring that, like they're most likely seeing memes or they're seeing something. Um, so like, what if your kid is really scared and really anxious or, or becoming depressed? You know, as this goes on, I've, I've read a few articles that say, as this goes on, the, the experts are anticipating there will be a good amount of depression um, and, and anxiety to come out of this. And so, so what do you do if your kid is in that space or because, yeah. you know, next week is, you know, you start noticing they're in that space. Yeah. So I can't stress enough, validate, validate, validate that your adolescent or your older child is clearly distressed and you're feeling helpless or hopeless that at the very least you again can be that bigger, wiser, stronger cup that can hold that for them, right? And so you are so worried about this. This is so hard. I hear you. It makes total sense. This is really unknown right now. And 
Um, while we do know what we can do to, to best support ourselves, like it makes sense that you're feeling out of control, right? Um, the other thing is that like, let's talk peers and just um, in development, our teens, they are, their friends are their life right now. And so they are being asked to isolate and that can get really lonely and um, thoughts can swirl. So I think, I mean, there's like other things that you can do with them. Like, okay, let's set up like you, you know, these um, Zoom meetings or, or friend, friend chats. We can write letters to our friends or postcards. We can, um, you know, you can be creative. You can drop things off on people's doorsteps um, if you need to, or, you know, just send love to stay connected. But if your child is really struggling, trust your gut, you know, reach out for support. There are therapists out there, I myself included, offering teletherapy currently. Um, and, and there's resources. I'm thinking um, about one for young children in particular, just sort of summarizing some of the things that we talked about today is the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. It has some great suggestions and you could use this as a resource, www.nctsn.org. Um, but again, reach out, talk to your kid about, about these challenges your adolescent is saying this is really hard you know there is help and and there's somebody that you can talk to um, to try to feel better about some of these big these big worries and and find find a therapist right like if if you need support you can always call therapists you can utilize online um, like psychology today is sort of a general you can search for types of therapists that you're looking for. Um, but most therapists will have an intake call with you and talk to you about goodness of fit and meet with you. And they, they want to help. They're here. So reach out is what I would say. That's amazing advice, Maggie. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. You're amazing. Thanks for having me. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of You're Gonna Be Great. If you've got a minute, please share with your friends and family and leave a review. If you've got questions or comments or you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can find our contact info below. Thank you and stay safe out there.